The series is entitled Foretold. And for the past weeks, we've been talking about Jesus as the wise king. Last week, Pastor Bojo said that Jesus is the humble servant king. He is so much more than the Savior that we know. And so today, we will talk about a different kind of king. Jesus as a different kind of king. And our text is found in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 to 9. If you have your Bibles with you, I suggest that we open that together as we read the Word. But before we get into the Word, this is specifically what we will be talking about today. That Jesus is a faithful king. That you and I being here in this room is not because somebody asked you to go here. It's not because somebody invited you to go to victory. It's not because it was your choice to receive God. The main reason for all of us here is because of the faithfulness of Jesus. Ask me why. We will know that today as we go into the Word, as we delve into the word that is found in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 to 9. And if you're there, verse 4, it says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens, he awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheek to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. Verse 7, But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you as you anoint the preaching of your word. Thank you, Lord God, that you are here to minister to each and every one of us today. Lord, prepare our hearts for your word, that as you speak to us, Lord God, you know where we are. Just like the song a while ago, that we can surrender and declare that you have gone ahead of us. Lord, fix our eyes and our focus from our hearts and our minds to you and your word today. As you anoint the preaching of your word, this we pray in Jesus' name and everybody of God's people say, Amen and amen. So this context of the book of Isaiah during this time, the Babylon exile has already begun. What happened? The empire of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, the people of God, were attacked by the Babylonians led by King Nebuchadnezzar. And as he attacks them, the place gets distracted. They now are exiled to a place that they don't want. Imagine all of us, the people of the Philippines, would be asked by a different country to walk all the way to a different kingdom and tells us, Doon na kayo tumira. This is what happened to the people of God. They were asked to leave the place they know. They were asked to leave their hometown. They were asked to leave the place where God promised them to be. It was a place that they knew God would bless them. Now, in evacuate po sila. And not only that, 
as they have been moved to Babylon, as they have been exiled, what did the Babylon king do? They wanted to indoctrinate the people of God. What does that mean? They were, modify, they were modifying who they were. They were changing who they were. And that's why we know the story, for some of us, the story of Daniel and his friends. Right? Mishael, Ananiah, what happened? They changed their names. Ginawa silang Belteshar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why? Because they were trying to mold them into a different person. Imagine, John and Mary, a married couple, they would give them a different name so that they would forget who their God is so that they can live a life like the Babylonians. They would live a life in a different way. Would that be comfortable for you? That people, that a king would tell you, don't live the way you live, I will tell you to do it differently. It's uncomfortable. That's not who we are. You know, the world we live in today, just like the time of the Babylonian exit. We may not be exiled, but the world we live in continues to bring us farther and farther of where God wants us to be. The world is trying to define who we are. The world is telling us, this is the definition of happiness. This is the definition of success. It indoctrinates us of the way of thinking of the world that it moves us farther and farther away from where God wants to be. And that's why God, through His prophet Isaiah, gives an encouraging message to His people. He sends a servant, a new kind of king. It says in verse 4, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught. Who is this? He was talking about Jesus, the Lord God giving him the exact words that he needs as if he knows and he is educated just like the people who are taught, the Bible says. If you think about it, during the time of Jesus, we, we could read this in Scripture, people were amazed when he taught. Jesus was a what? Growing up. Ano ang naging profession ni Jesus? Carpenter. He was a carpenter. He did not go to Lasal. He did not go to Ateneo or UP. But at the same time, you would see here in John 7 that the Jews were astonished saying, how has this man become learned? Having been uneducated. Sabi nila, hindi naman to nag-aral. Why does he know so much? The Pharisees, the scribes were amazed that he was teaching in the temple and they were familiar with this. Sabi nila, no? Sino ba, di ba anak to ng karpintero? Hindi naman siya nag-study. He did not go abroad. Why does he know so much? Why can he teach the law? Why can he have that kind of teaching with so much authority? Because the word of God has been given to this servant. Because the word of the Heavenly Father has been given to Jesus. It guides him with wisdom. The word of God. We know this, that the word of God is better wisdom than what the world offers. Napansin niyo ba yon? No matter how much we compare the, the wisdom of the world, it's nothing to compared to the very word of God. As you continue, it says here that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. For the people of God during that time, if you were in exile, you would actually feel weary. What does weary mean? It's, it means being tired. It means being burned out, depressed. It means being hopeless. How many of you have experienced being weary in your life? 
Most of us. If you think about it, I remember the last time that I felt so much hopelessness was also the time that God revealed Himself to me. We are people who are tired, who are weary, who are burned out, beat up. The world we live in would offer so many solutions on how to fix our lives para hindi ka na mapagod. Sabi nila, work smart. But we realize to be weary is a heart issue. To be weary is in our minds. It's not just what we do, but it's the life that we live today. One of the most important things that I want to emphasize today is this. The first one is that Jesus came to faithfully minister to the weary. The reason why He came here on earth, the reason why God has sent His one and only Son was to minister to the tired people. Not only physically, but also spiritually. You know, if you think about it, when we do not have the very Word of God, as leaders, alam niyo ba yon? All of us, we are called to be ministers. That's why when we go out, when we send you out, what do we say? That you can be a salt and light to the world. That you can be a salt and light to your world. But the problem is, if we do not have the Word of God in us, ano nangyayari? When people approach us, pag lumapit, si Kulayan, lumapit ako kay Brian, Brian, bro, ano gagawin ko? Medyo frustrated na ako sa work ko, yung career ko. Baka magbabago ba akong career? What happens? What advice do we give him? What advice do we give a person when we do not have the Word of God? The good news becomes good advice. Di, ganito lang yan. Dati kasi na-experience ko yan. But when you are filled with the very Word of God, what happens? The Word of God comes out. You speak life to someone. You encourage him that the very Word of God gives life to someone. Na-encounter niya na ba yung Word ni God? That when somebody speaks to you and utters the very Word of God, it gives you life. Amen? Mga tatlo yata ang naka-experience ng Word ni God. You know, the Word of God is this. Yung Word ni God, hindi siya hit or miss. It's always on point. That what you need, when Jesus impresses upon you the Word, it will be what you need. The Bible says, to sustain the weary. When God speaks, when Jesus encourages us in our devotion, what happens? We become alive. We, the Spirit of God rises upon us. What happens? We have faith again. When we do our devotion, it's like God sustaining us with His very Word. And that's why Jesus said it. When, during His ministry, what did He say? Come to me. Who? The rich? The poor? Who will come to Him? It says, come to me, all of you. Does that include us? Tap the person to your right. Sabi mo sa kanya, it includes you. Yeah. Tap the person to your left. Sabi mo sa kanya, I'm not sure about you. The Bible says, all, all of us who are weary and what else? Who are burdened. Sino-sino na ba-burden paminsan-minsan? The Bible says, come to Him. What will He give you? More problems? What will He give you? More issues in life? Papagalitan ka ba ba niya? Lord, nahihirapan ako. Kasalanan mo yan! 
The Bible says, Come to me, who you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Just like today. Look around you. Some people are resting. <laughs> I will give you rest. As you continue, verse 5, it says, The Lord God has opened my ears to wait for instructions. Jesus said it through the prophecy and the word of Isaiah. It says, And I will not rebel, rebe be rebellious. I turned not backwards. What does that mean? That when God gives His word to the servant, that when God gives His word to this king, Jesus, He will not turn His back on Him. He will follow it. It's one thing that we hear the word, but it's another for us to obey it. Jesus, this coming servant, not only hears the word from God, hears his instruction, hears it every morning. He is, he, he is dependent with the word. And not only does he know it, he also does it. That's why the Bible says when he was introduced in John, ano sabi niya? The word became flesh. Who is that flesh? Jesus. That the very word of God has been with him to minister to the people. He became flesh. You know, instructions are easy to follow when the benefits are there and we can embrace it. If I tell you, Alvin, punta ka dun sa office, pakikuha yung bag ko, meron dun envelope, may 100, sayo na yon. Do you want to follow that instruction? Sayang, bibigyan ko pa naman kayo. Yeah, yeah, di ba? You would go. But what if you would get an instruction you don't understand, you don't know how it will come out, will you follow it? You know, the Bible is full of commands that sometimes will disturb us. Lord, do you really want me to do this? The Bible is full of commands that will protect us, but at the same time, the world we live in will try to convince us that when you follow the Word of God, what happens? When the Word of God says, you are to live a life of holiness and purity, and so God says, leave that person that you are with today. Because that relationship is not right. What do we do? The Lord, di mo ko the Lord, di mo, siya lang ang nagmahal sa akin. Nang buong buong. You know, when we do not like the instructions of God, we can actually justify it in our minds. But Jesus, the one who receives the very word of God, it says in the Bible that He is obedient to the very detail. Hindi niya rin pinapalitan. You know, some... And I'm also guilty of this before, that I would get a word from God, but I would actually revise it into my way. For example, no, may kokoman sa akin si Sige Lord, I will do that, pero I will do it on my way. I will do it with my own way, with my own timing. But the Bible says, we are called not only to hear the word, but to obey every instruction of God. That's the problem during that time. Because they forgot to follow the instructions of God. They stopped following the commands of God. They became rebellious. They created their own gods. They created their own laws. Why? Because they could not wait for the God 
of heaven to bless them when they want and how they want. And so they did it their own way. Because of rebellion, we know this. God allowed them to be conquered by nations, Assyria and now Babylon. And that's why they exited the promised land. As we continue, this is Jesus, Sabini Jesus, in John 12, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Jesus never went ahead of the Father. It was always led by the Heavenly Father. His life was about what the Father wanted him to do. And so what did God want Jesus to do? What was the purpose of him going to the earth? To earth, He came here to preach, to seek and save the lost. What did they preach? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He did this. Why? Because God loved people so much, he wanted to save them. Is that right? The reason why God sent his one and only son was for him to preach the good news that there is a savior. What did he say? I am the salt and light. I am the one way, the true way, and the life. What does that mean? That only through Jesus that they can be saved. What was the response of the people when Jesus started his ministry? Some accepted, some became disciples. But some were actually waiting for a different kind of king. A political king. Gusto nila yung parang si David who would attack the Roman Empire. And so what happened? Because of the message of love of Jesus to seek and save the lost, what happened? Jesus was persecuted. Imagine. He was sending a message of salvation. He was healing the sick. He was making the blind see. He was making the crippled walk again. He was leading them to a life that is full in the Lord. But they treated him differently. They responded with hate. That's why in verse uh, 6, it says here, I gave my back to those who strike. During that time, the way of the cross was an image of disgrace. Bakit? Sino ba yung pinapako sa cross? Is it the good or the bad? It was a picture of shame. It was a picture of being guilty. Yung mga rapist, yung mga uh, murderer, yung thieves, they would be nailed on the cross. They would carry the cross. Why? Because it was a picture of them saying they are wrong and Rome is right. Do you know that when you carry your cross, you would be carrying the cross naked? It was a picture of shame. But what, did, what does the Bible say? Jesus actually gave his back. He was willing. Sige, latay pa. And my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. Sino sa inyong naduraan na? Meron ba? Naduraan ka na? Maybe yung front row na ano ko na, konti. But imagine, somebody would mock you. Somebody would say, makasalanan ka, tas duduraan ka. Imagine that. It says, he was willing 
to be disgraced and spit at. Why am I saying this? Because you would know, and we know this for a fact, that Jesus actually knew that he would go through this. All throughout the Gospels, he would warn his disciples, I would be persecuted, I would suffer, and then I would die. But he still did it anyway. He actually went through it. That for him, he needed to fulfill the mission regardless of opposition. Jesus was faithful to his mission. What was the mission? To seek and save the lost regardless of opposition. He preached anyway. He healed anyway. He made the, the weary strengthened anyway. Why? Because it was all worth it. If you put yourself in the place of Jesus, would you actually go through it? Ako lang eh, nagpark lang ako sa O Square, nainita na ako, nagreklamo na ako. Would you actually go out of your way to do something for someone just for them to be saved? There's no excuses. He was focused, zeroing in on the mission. As a believer, what are the oppositions that we face when God sends someone and speaks to you, taps your back during the week and say, Sabi mo dyan sa office mate mo, mahal ko siya. Huwag na Lord, jahe! Nakakaya. Baka sabihin niya, weird ako. Sabihin mo sa kanya, I have a plan for her to, to prosper her and not to harm her. Impress sa ni Lord. Sige Lord, pipray ako. Lord, send someone else. What oppositions do we face? Is it comparable to the opposition of Jesus? Grabe, no? Verse 7, it says, But the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint. A flint is a rock that is solid. A smooth rock that is solid. What does that mean? A flint face. Sintibay ng bato. Sintatag ng bloke ng semento. Yung mukha niya. He set his face as Hard as a flint. In Tagalog, kinapalan niya yung mukha niya. What does that mean? He disregarded every opinion of what others said. It was that passion in him that I would do, that I would do whatever God wants me to do for as long as I save one. For as long as I seek one. For as long as I bring one weary soul to have that life in God. Flint, a flint face. Right now, the question is, do we have that kind of face in our lives? Maybe not for reaching out to someone, but for the things that you are believing for. If there's one person that I know has a flint face, sino na isip nyo? Meron ba? Shout it out, meron? Flint, meron? I, oh, Jace, did I just read the book on grit? Sino yung may flint face na player? Sabi ni Pastor Dennis, Kobe Bryant daw. But I'm not a basketball fan. So this is a guy who has a flint face for me. Imagine si Cardo, kahit anong mangyari, di ba? Naalala nyo nung namatay si Makmak? Wala ba nanonood talaga? Ako lang. He was so determined regardless of what media said, what the government said, that he would rescue 
that person. Flint face. Pag nagalit si, ano mangyari? Pag nagalit si Cardo, meron siyang yung galit. Tapos kakanta na si Gary after nun. That's what we call grit. What's grit? It's hustle, passion, perseverance. It's something that gives us that determination regardless of what we encounter, regardless of opposition. As believers, do we have that grit? In the things that you're believing for, do you still remember what you wrote in January? Faith goals. Tinupad na ba ni Lord lahat yon? Is there someone here na inanswer na ni Lord lahat? Most of us, meron pa, right? Do you want that to happen in your life? But when we live our daily lives and see, Lord, parang walang nangyayari. Have you experienced that? Lord, what I've been praying for in January, February, do I still wait for it? Parang wala naman nangyayari. You know, to have that grit is saying, Lord, regardless of what I see, it seems impossible, I will still be focused on you. That grit. That when you believe for salvation for a family, for your loved one, that even though the, the life that they're living in is declining, parang lumalayo kay Lord, to have that grit is to say, Lord, you will be the one to save this person. You will be the one to speak to him in his dreams. You will disturb him in his dreams. Magugulat siya, magug- mag- he will meet you in his dreams. He will encounter you in his life. Do we have that grit to believe? for the things that we are praying for. Do we have that grit to believe for salvation for our families? Grit. You know, most of us would ask, actually get grit from something, probably our family. We draw strength from our family. That's good. Some of us, we draw strength from the people around us, our victory group, the people who encourage us, the business that we have. That's grit. Source of grit. But for Jesus, going through the passage, you would see here, that he was drawing that perseverance, that faithfulness, that the reason why he was able to fulfill his mission, regardless of opposition, was someone that he was drawing his strength from. That's where he gets his grit. If you look at the passages, the six scriptures, four times Jesus said it, where he draws his strength. It says, the Lord God. Every time the Lord would do something, the Lord God would give me the tongue. The Lord God would open my ears. The Lord God will allow me to minister. The Lord God helps. Jesus was saying that He draws His strength from the Heavenly Father. You know, there's something with that name, the Lord God. For us, when we read the Bible in English, we know that the Lord God is our Heavenly Father, right? But when you go through the Hebrew Bible, you would see here that every time the word the Lord God is said, there were different meanings to the name. In this specific passage, four times, Isaiah was saying that the Lord God is Yahweh Adonai. What is Yahweh Adonai? Yahweh Adonai means the one who determines the destiny of everyone. The Lord of power in full ownership, the sovereign Lord, that the one who assigns eternal value to every action. Let me say that again. Yahweh Adonai, the Lord God, is the one that determines the eternal value of every action. That everything that Jesus does has an eternal reward. 
as people of God, this is encouraging that every time you do something, there is an eternal reward for as long as it is honoring to God. We may not see it today, but every time we move in action for the Lord, there is an eternal reward. Alam nyo ba that when you encourage someone, that when you utter the words, bro, God bless you, God is doing something in that person. That you don't know after three years, you will see him in church worshiping God and would approach you and say, alam mo, you encouraged me by praying for me before. You encouraged me by telling me that God has made me in his image. That the the words that we speak, the words of life that we speak to others, it actually becomes seed in their life. There is an eternal implication. Why? Because of the sovereign Lord. Is that comforting as believers? That we may not see the implication today. Minsan, no, meron kang pinag-pray. Di ba? Na-experience nyo naman, may mapapag-pray. Office mate, no? Pag-pray mo naman ako. Parang ano eh, di Tapos after mo mag-pray, yun na yun. Yun na yun. Yun na yung prayer. Feeling natin sometimes wala effect. Napansin nyo ba yun? Sometimes we do things without any effect and it frustrates us, especially as victory group leaders. When you lead the group and nobody's responding, ganyan lang sila every time? Na-encourage ka ba sa word? What did you learn? To listen. Sometimes we feel like it's up to us as believers to change someone. But in reality is, who changed the person? It's only God who can change a person. And so it takes us out of the box where we think that we are the ones transforming people. For as long as we are faithful to what God wants us to do, God will do His way. It says he determines Jesus' destiny and will make sure it will come to pass. Four times, two times, he says, The Lord God helps. He who vindicates me is near. He will contend with me. Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Sino sa inyo yung minakaaway na before? Na medyo muntik na kayo makipagsuntukan sa mga lalaki. Meron ba? We don't like that, but there's this one time, the last time that I almost, that I was in a situation na mapapaaway ako. I was with one of my victory group leaders, Jason Law. We were in Cebu. Alam yun, Jace? I'll remind you. We were in Cebu. He visited us. And sabi niya, oh, pamasaj tayo. Pamasaj. So, ganito, my wife called the, the place. I think it's, parang nuwatay yata yun. So, sabi niya, uh, appointment for uh, tatlo kami. Or, I think, si, were you there, Kat? Parang wala, no? Anyway, adan to si Kat, okay. So, nakabook na kami ng massage. So, when I parked in front of the store, we were 30 minutes early. Ngayon, before I parked, there was a car who was trying to park. Sabi nung guard, ay, book na po lahat. Sabi nung guard. And then I came, sabi ko, hindi, may booking na kami. Pinapark ako. Nagalit yung, yung, eh, bakit gano'n? Galit. Siyempre, ako, tayo, laki tayo. Hindi tayo pwede pasindak ng ganyan. So, 
kala niya, Jason! Nawag ko si Jason. Laki, di ba? Buti pa. Bakit? Hindi kasi. Buti na lang. Hindi kami napaaway. When we go through adversities, we like someone who, who has our back. Sinyo ba? In the language of guys, di ba? Siyempre, kailangan may rest back kayo, di ba? The Bible says, He will be the one to vindicate you. He will be the one to contend with you in your battles in life. Who is fighting for you? Is it just you? Is it in your own terms when you fight? The Bible says, Jesus was actually okay that he was beaten, that he was spit at. Why? Because he knows the Lord God will help him. He will be the one to vindicate him. What does vindicate mean? He will be the one to clear him from all the, the judgments of people, all the spitting, all the hurts that he did. Sabi niya, no? let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Sabi niya, sino ngayon ang lalaban sa akin? You know, most of the time when we encounter troubles, the bigger the problem, we magnify more. We forget that the bigger God that we have and serve. So continue, sabi niya doon, Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. That every situation that they would go through, it was only temporary. That all the problems that God would endure, that Jesus endured on the cross, He knew it would actually be fleeting. Matatapos din. And He says that the Lord God helps me. I want you to look at that. The word helps. The first two times, Isaiah wrote, the Lord God, it was a past tense word. The Lord God gave me a tongue, gave me an ear. But here, it says, the Lord God helps. What tense is that? Present tense. At least you were there during class. Present tense. What does that mean? That even until today, Jesus is faithful to help us in all our situations. Do you believe that? Do you know that? That every time we go through problems, every time we go through struggles in life, the Bible says the Lord God helps, present tense. Even until today, He is helping us. You know, that's only possible because of Jesus. That when God empowered Jesus, that when He helped Him go through that, carrying that cross, be, getting beat up, now Jesus has the capacity to help us in our needs. He is faithful in all our situations. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Present. Always there for you. Tap the person to your right. God is present. Tap the person to your left. You are absent. Almost done. You know, Jesus is the king. A different kind of king. A lot of people misunderstood his coming. They thought it was a political king. But today, this is what I want to emphasize. That Jesus was what kind of king? A faithful king. Imagine if he was not faithful. 
Just for a while, just for a moment. Imagine if Jesus was not faithful. That when he was to be arrested, he actually hid and did not allow the people to arrest him. That when some, but when nakatunog siya na he would be nailed on the cross, that he actually said, Ayoko na, I don't want my mission, God, just take me up. If Jesus was not faithful, where would we all be today? You know, maybe today we're still sacrificing animals just for atonement. Maybe today, if Jesus was not faithful, we would still be doing religious works. We would still try to do penance. But because Jesus was faithful, that when he allowed people to hurt him, bruise him, spit on him, mock him, we know this. That him allowing that to be done to him was not because of his guilt, but it was because of our guilt. That's a faithful God. He did not deserve all of that. I hope you know this by now. We deserve that punishment. But he took it upon himself and saying, do it to me. That sin that he did, just do it. That mistake that he's been doing, just do it to me. I'll give my back. Hit me, spit me, disgrace me. Post me in social media that I'm nothing. Do it to me, Jesus says. He is a faithful king. Hebrews 12.2 says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, our focus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And that's why I said a while ago, the reason why we're here is because Jesus is faithful. Amen? And I want you to get this. It says here, because of the joy waiting him, he endured the cross and disregarded the shame. What was that joy waiting him? Because of the joy that was waiting him. Because one day, my children will be okay, I will endure going to the cross. Because one day, that sin will no longer haunt my children, I will despise and disregard the shame. Jesus is faithful even until today. Amen? Jesus is a faithful king to all of us. Application. Application. As believers, we are called to be just like our king. Amen? We are called to be just like Jesus. That's why our goal in life is not to attend more services in life, but is to be Christ-like. That's why we meditate on the Word. That's why we read the Word. And so if we are called to be just like Jesus, number one, this is what we need to do. Receive God's Word daily. The Bible says every morning he received the Word daily. It ministered to him that as much as we devote time for the Word, what happens? We overflow. And because of that, we allow God to use us for others. Do you know this? This is a fact. That the life that you have in Christ is not only for you. 
it was never meant to be just for you. That our relationship with Jesus is personal, but it was never meant to be exclusive. And lastly, trust God that He is sovereign and is always present to help you. Amen? Let's all bow down our heads as I pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God of your people. Lord, thank you that we can declare that you are there to help us today. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that as you speak to us, as you have spoken to us personally with your word, Lord, we declare that it is the word that will come alive in our hearts. It is your very word that will minister to us, that will move us into action. Your word is like a double-edged sword. It penetrates bones and marrows, Lord. It will disturb who we are. Lord, thank you for your word today. Lord, thank you for reminding us that you are a faithful God. That you are a faithful king over our lives, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Before I dismiss you, I want to pray for one group of people. And it's just like what I said a while ago. The word weary has struck a nerve. Thank you, Lord God, that the weariness you are able to turn into rest. And so, Lord, I speak today. Let your rest be upon your people today. Lord, give them that peace beyond understanding. Lord, give them that shalom that no matter what the circumstance is going on, they know that they can come to you. You said in your word. You, Jesus, said it. Come to me, my son, my daughter, and I will give you rest. And so today, Lord God, give them that portion of rest. Give them that faith to believe. Give them that heart to know you and your will, Lord God. Because just like what was spoken a while ago, Lord, when you bless us, you do not add trouble to it. Lord, make them whole today. Give them that peace and rest. In Jesus' name, and everybody of God's people say, Amen, amen and amen. God bless you all.